When you're out of balance, triggered, you revert to a type. You do the thing that you do, and that's where you make a mess of your life. Each survival archetype has a different need for a number of things. Different things trigger each survival archetype. Psychological safety, what makes people feel safe and relaxed, is different. If you can deeply understand your own value system, what drives you, and you can deeply understand the value system of the other three survival archetypes, you could reduce the misery and suffering of your relationship by up to around 90%. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Friends, the content of this episode is honestly, in my opinion, one of the most life-changing experiences, school of thought that you can possibly ever engage in. I mean that. I haven't really done episodes on relationships. There are so many, quote, relationship experts out there, so many ideas that are posited to solve relationship issues. Rory's work is not any of that. It is an entire new way of seeing yourself, seeing others, seeing how you relate with others, finally understanding why you do the things you do, why other people do the things they do. It is life changing. Even when I first started the work, I just felt like I had to tell everybody and I couldn't wait to have this episode to tell you guys all about it. I cannot encourage you enough. If you have at all any relationship issues with anybody, Even if you don't have relationship issues, if you have anything that you struggle with in your life that you feel like has something to do with your personality, how you interpret the world, this is the content for you. I cannot say that enough. I have had so many epiphanies and realizations that have profoundly affected my life. I would have done this episode as a standalone episode anyways, but then when Rory wanted to do a special course just for my audience, oh my goodness, I was so excited. So we're timing this episode for that. If after listening to this episode, you want to truly change your life by learning this material, you can register for his next online course. It's the one I did, except this one is going to be specific to the U.S., And what I mean by that is Rory is in Australia. His workshops are usually international, so they're often at a weird time for the U.S., but this one is going to have times that will really work with U.S. time zones, and he's giving my audience 20% off the course. Guys, do this course, and we talk about this in the episode. You pay in three installments. Once you start, if at any moment you feel like you're not getting value from the work, that it's just not the right fit for you, he has a complete 100% money back return policy. So really, I want to encourage literally everybody to take this. Honestly, register, start it, and see if it resonates with you. I think your mind will be blown just like mine was. I am just so thrilled to share this. If you want to register for Rory's next course, which is the US time zone one, the link for that is melanieavalon.com slash balance of power. The coupon code melanieavalon is going to get you 20% off. Super incredible. And like I said, you can pay in three installments and it is fully returnable at any point. Although I doubt you will want to return it because it is that eye-opening and incredible. The show notes for today's episode will be at melanieavalon.com slash relationships. There will be a full transcript and all of the links there. 
And something else, super excited for those who do this course. So you guys in my audience, when the whole thing is wrapped, we're going to do a special fun Zoom hangout. Me, Rory, you guys. So if you guys have been wanting a chance to hang out with me and each other, because this is really just an incredible community, that will be the time for that. And that will only be for people who have taken the course. So I'm super, super excited about that. And it is a 10 week course. With the course, you get a workbook, you watch some online videos in his portal every week, and then there is a one-hour call with Rory and everybody in the group weekly. It's up to two hours if you stay on after because Rory stays on for another hour just to answer personal questions. He is that amazing. And then additionally, Rory breaks down the group into individual little groups he calls pods. And that's where just you and a few other members from the whole class have your own little group. He tries to make it so that the different archetypes are all represented in those pods. And then you get to actually understand why people do things the way they do based on their archetypes, hearing it from them. So for example, in my group, I was a gorilla. We had, I think, two sheeps. We had a wolf. We actually didn't have a fox in our group. All of this will make sense once you listen to the episode. Guys, I am just smiling. I cannot encourage you enough to sign up for this group. I am actually... For my sister's Christmas present, I am gifting her this workshop. I know it's only like February right now, but early early Christmas present on the sister. I also sort of want to sign up my mom. I might do that now that I think about it. Of course, if you're not in the U.S., you can still do the workshop. It just might be on U.S. time zones, so it might be sort of a funky time for people not in the U.S. or Canada. There will be an episode giveaway for this episode. For that, just join my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting Plus Real Foods Plus Life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something I love, which usually ends up being beauty counter products. Super exciting announcement. You guys have heard me talk about Apollo Neuro, which is one of my favorite devices in the entire world. It's a wearable device that uses sound wave therapy to instantly activate your parasympathetic state. Basically what this means is it helps you turn off stress with the touch of a button. It is life-changing for me. I got one for my mom for Christmas. She's obsessed. You guys post in my group about it all the time. And guess what? They reached out to me the other day and asked if I would like to give away two devices for Valentine's Day. What? Um, yes, please. Goodness, I love these companies I work with. That's going to be on my Instagram on Valentine's Day. Check it out. You can win two Apollo Neuro devices for you and your significant other. Um, hello. This is amazing. So definitely check that out. All right. Without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Rory Kilmartin. Hi friends, welcome back to the show. I am so incredibly thrilled about the conversation that I am about to have. It has been a long time coming. So some context for you guys, when it comes to health, to biohacking, to all of the things, one of the most important factors in all of that, in our wellness, in our state of existence even on a cellular level, you could argue, is our relationships. It's the social aspect of our lives. And it comes up occasionally in different episodes that I've had, but I have not had an entire episode dedicated to the intricacies of relationships. And beyond that, I knew if I did have an episode on the topic, I wanted it to be the ultimate biohacking form of relationships So recently I've had 
the fabulous guest, Dr. Kirk Parsley on this podcast. And he introduced me to a man named Rory Kilmartin, who has an array of workshops involving relationships. And Kirk said that it basically changed his life and that I needed to do it and that I could probably benefit from it as well. And friends, oh my goodness. It was a 10-week course that I did. And the experience, I, I can't even express the amount of, I feel like my eyes were opened. The information that I learned about humans, about, and we'll talk about this in the episode, but about the different archetypes that manifest in humans and how that affects our relationships to each other. I feel like I learned a secret language that explains almost everything. Ever since I started the course, I've been telling friends and family members about it. It's life-changing. So that happened. I knew I had to share it with you guys. I knew I had to bring Rory onto the show to share just a bit of the knowledge with you guys. And then if people are interested, they can ultimately take the workshop just like I did. That's the long intro, long story short. But Rory, thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. So to start things off, I actually would love to hear a little bit about your personal history and your personal story, because obviously not everybody becomes a relationship expert like you have. So what led to that? What was your personal story and leading to where you are today with the work that you're doing? Thank you. Love to tell you. I just want to quickly say hello to you. If you're listening to this at home or in the car or wherever, I just want to say hello to you. And it's a pleasure to meet you too. So my, my fascination with relationships began I remember it very clearly when I was 12. I, I just observed people being mean and cruel and vindictive to each other. And they said that they loved each other. And I, the young 12-year-old just thought something was wrong. Like just very simply, something's wrong. It began this fascination, this desire to figure out essentially how to love beautifully. Uh, how can you enter someone's life and be a force for good and create goodness essentially inside your relationship because life is challenging there is malevolence in the world as we know and the journey of relationship is not easy but the 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 quest for me was how can you enter someone's life and 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 love them beautifully and what does that take and what are the fundamental pieces of universal knowledge if you will that assist you in that aim if you have that aim i'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast that that you have that aim, that you are a good faith person, that you are essentially kind, well-meaning and benevolent. I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, that you wake up in the morning on any given day, you want to do right by the people that you meet and come in contact with, whether it's a bus driver, a waitress, your colleague at work, or I hope your partner and your children, if you have any. So if you're a decent human being and that you want to live a life with some dignity and respect and you want to be kind and well-meaning to people, then there are some pieces of information that are absolutely critical to that end. And I set out from 12 to understand this whole area of life. And, and my burning desire to, to figure out this area of life is un, unending. In fact, it's probably getting stronger. And I think of myself as a researcher rather than an expert, interestingly enough. So I've been researching now for essentially 30 odd years. And I feel that I've discovered some of the most important and critical fundamental pieces of the puzzle. I think of them as pieces of the puzzle 
And if we're missing pieces of the puzzle, life is complex and complicated and disruptive. But the more we find these pieces of the puzzle and put them in place, the more life becomes smoother and easier and we're better able to navigate our lives. So I think my, you know, I wrote a book back in 2004. I've been leading workshops and designing and leading workshops to present my findings since 2004. Yeah, I wrote a book in 2003. I'm sorry. So I've been leading and facilitating workshops on and off since 2004. I like live events, but I've taken my material online. So I now lead study groups and coaching programs to people all over the world to better understand this this critical area of life. So it's a long journey, Melanie, but it's a joyous one. So No, I love it so much. And actually, that's something I didn't mention, but the workshop, like you said, being all over the world. So it's a study group and you do it with people all over the world. So when I did it, there was people in the US and Australia, in England, just all over. And I think it's really beautiful that people are all over the world, but we can come together and there is this theme in humans that seems to transcend almost everything. The workshop that I took specifically was called the balance of power, which we were talking before the call is sort of like an, an umbrella concept. And just so for listeners, there's no way we can even remotely touch on everything in this interview, but just know that we're going to go into the sort of the basics to give you an idea. But if you really want to dive deep, the, the workshop is the way to go for that. But yeah, so the balance of power, what is going on with that? We have the different archetypes. What's going on there? <laughs> How do we even begin, Rory? Let me try and give a, a, a brief outline for everyone. I, I really felt that I had figured out relationships. I studied models of relationship in my late teens and early 20s, and I discovered the underlying model of relationships that is essentially the what we've inherited for the, from the last 5,000 years, which is essentially based on fear, not on love. And it's, it's a history is based in ownership, and it creates much of our experience. And I, cre- and I discovered the model of relationships that people who have mastered relationships operate by. In other words, people who have what we might think of as respectful and and intimate and loving relationships that that grow over time have a very different belief system. They have a very different relationship and context to relationships than people who typically struggle. So I studied models of relationship for many years, and I really felt that I had cracked the code, and essentially I had. And then I had this extraordinary relationship that really requires poets and that came to an end for the right reasons. I wasn't ready to get married and become a father at that particular time. And and then I had a relationship which was the total omega. Uh, the, to the alpha, I, I was swept overboard, lost in the night. And I realized I, I was missing major pieces of the puzzle. Like I, I knew that I had cracked a very significant code with these models I, I just shared about. But I knew that for me to be so lost and so floundering in another relationship... I knew that I was missing major piece of the puzzle. And that's what began this, this inquiry. And over the course of time, particularly with a, a period of research I did with my mentor, Gil, in my 30s for about seven years, six years, we discovered what we think of as I, we call or I call the survival archetypes. So whether you're familiar with archetypes or not, what we mean by the word archetype is a universal psychic structure. Put simply, it is a structure of the psyche that is universal to everyone. So they're in me, they're in Melanie, they're in 
Kirk mentioned previously, they're in you listening to this right now. There are psychic structures that are in you listening. And what we discovered is that there are sort of four major ones that you may or may not be familiar with. The sovereign, the magician, the warrior, and the lover. These these labels, whether you they appeal to you or not, is irrelevant. They refer to underlying energies within us, underlying aspects of the human condition. And I'll clarify that for you now, if you wish. The sovereign energy is the part of us that likes to be organized. It deals in the left brain, the known world. It deals with planning, logistics, systems, details, plans. If you've got to take your family away for a holiday, there's a couple of hundred things that need to be done and considered from boarding passes to passport dates to wash bags, clearing the bin. This is just a whole bunch of stuff. And the sovereign energy is very good at dealing with plans and systems. The magician energy, which is sort of the antithesis of the sovereign energy, is in the unknown world, in the internal, not external. It's like poetry and architecture and music and color and poetry. And it wants to be swept up into an experience. So this, you probably know, listening, that you can be in your left brain organizing stuff and getting planning your week, but you can also be swept into a different world on a Friday night with some music and a, hopefully a really good cocktail. You can have a, an experience internally that makes life richer. And they're two different realms of what's possible inside of you. The warrior energy is also left brain, external world, and it's, but it's more interested in the integrity of people. And the warrior energy is the energy that gets stuff done. It's the energy that packs up the house, gets up in the middle of the night to feed the crying baby, to drive your life and to assert yourself in your life and in the world. The lover energy is the antithesis of that. It is the internal world again in, in the realm of feelings and emotions. And it's the part of us that wants to experience oneness. What I, what I failed to say before is that the sovereign wants order, and the magician is interested in wonder, to be swept into this internal experience of wonder. The warrior energy wants to win, wants to drive things forwards. And the lover energy is the part of us that ex- wants to experience bliss, oneness. That, that moment, which I hope you've all had and hopefully are having, where you're potentially in the arms of someone you love. And as you drift off to sleep, you cease to exist and you join and experience no boundaries, no left brain thoughts, no fears, no anxieties, and you drop into a state of bliss. So these four aspects of the human condition are available to all of us. You can see that immediately. Yes, I can be in my left brain and organize. I can also be in my left brain and want to win and drive things forward. But I can also experience wonder. And there's that part of me that wants to experience bliss, to drop out of all thoughts and just experience my body and my emotions and my sensitivity and intimacy and all of those beautiful things. So very quickly, you listening at home can hear, yeah, these are these are fundamental aspects of the human condition, the left brain, the right brain, and the heart and the body. So what we discovered is that we were interested in breakdowns. We were interested in why people in relationships experience breakdowns and what is the originating source of breakdowns. And just to be clear, what I mean by breakdowns, if you're not familiar with that phrase, because I am English after all. Yeah, we don't use that phrase here. (laughs) So having a fight, Going from being connected to being disconnected, 
having, you know, everything's fine, but somebody forgot to pick up a package and then someone's irritated. And now we're having just a little bit of an, I call it a breakdown. You're having a, a disconnect. We're now not in the flow. We're not feeling good about each other. And we're now irritated with each other. Or there's a there's frustration in the space. That's what I'm referring to. We were studying breakdowns and why people experience breakdowns. We realized that there are four survival archetypes. And what I mean by that is when we go out of balance, when we become triggered, when we become slightly low resource, irritated or frustrated, we come out of balance and we, we show up a certain way. And what we observed is there are four very clear sort of types of people. So the imbalanced sovereign I call, we call the gorilla. Chest beating, frustrating, bossy, demanding. The sovereign energy, some people lean into the sovereign energy and they are left-brained, bossy, they like plans. And if they don't get what they want, they become slightly bossy and tyrannical. And slightly, maybe not even the right words, depending on who you're thinking about. The warrior energy we call the wolf. The imbalanced warrior energy is the wolf. They become sort of slightly bullying, slightly heavy-handed, demanding, and they need to win an emotional power struggle with somebody. They become wolfy. And there's certain characteristics about all of these four survival archetypes. The magician we call the fox. It's the person that you probably know that doesn't quite talk straight when they're under pressure. They don't like committing. They can't quite say, oh, yeah, okay, it's 6 o'clock on Friday, I'll be there. They're the kind of person, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Because they can't quite commit. Because if they commit, then the world, the other worlds of possibility become cut off. And the, the fox, the magician realm, wants all possibilities to remain open for as long as possible. Whereas gorillas, they commit immediately. 6 o'clock Friday, no problem, it's in the diary. So we have the gorilla, the wolf, the fox, and then the lover realm, when they're out of balance, they become very sheep-like very timid. They don't like people getting cross with them and they don't like conflict. And they always seem to be appeasing and placating and being nice. And they think that that's the way the world works. So Gil and I observed these four different types of people. And we, we observed them because I was a sheep. I like to appease and placate and be liked. I don't like conflict, not if I can avoid it. And I'm much, of course, much better with conflict now. And Gil's a wolf. Doesn't he quite likes an argument quite likes raised voices means he can trust people what we observed was that these are two completely different worlds like when we think of a world we could also use the word paradigm what is a paradigm paradigm is an entire essentially we think of as a creed creed is a philosophy of life and the philosophy of life is based on our beliefs and and our beliefs drive our values the values of the wolf are completely different to the values of the sheep. Sheep and wolves often fall in love and get married. And during the falling in love phase, the honeymoon phase, everything's great, and we're all familiar with the honeymoon phase. The problem is wolves and sheep handle breakdowns differently. They handle fights, irritations, and letdowns differently. Wolves are more direct, more abrupt. No, don't do that. All right, now let's relax. Sheep, like... You just told me off. I can't relax. I've got to lie down for three hours and try and recover. I don't know what's going on. Wolves like to deal with issues immediately. Then they can relax. Sheep, they don't want to deal with the issue at all. Maybe we can not worry about it. Sweep it under the carpet and just connect. Because connection is the value. Connection is the, is the religion. The creed and religion of the sheep is connection above everything else. 
The creed and religion of the, of the wolf is dealing with issues above everything else. If we don't deal with the issues, the Vikings might come into the village. Did you lock the gate? Did you lock the gate? Okay, then I'll relax. So the wolves, the wolf energy is the energy that they want to win, want to get things done, and they protect. And they're in their left brains a lot. And it takes them quite a lot to drop out of their left brains and relax and surrender into intimacy and emotions very, very much. Wolves don't typically like sharing their emotions because it's essentially a form of weakness. Sheep, on the other hand, they can't wait to tell you all about their emotions. Oh, I've had such a difficult day, feeling really vulnerable and sad. And that's how sheep connect. They connect by sharing their vulnerability and sharing their emotions. Wolves are like, what are you people doing? We lost your minds. So the four survival archetypes, often we attract and marry are what I call dynamic tension opposites. So I'm jumping around a bit, but there is a dynamic tension between the worlds of the wolf and the sheep, as I just described. But there's also a dynamic tension between the world of the gorilla and the fox. So the sovereign and the magician realms, they have contradictory value systems. The sovereign wants to tie things up, uh, tie things down. That's a better way of saying that. Nail things down. They want to agree things. They want to make plans and get order. They want order and precision and detail and plans. And then the gorilla can relax. The foxy magician realm, they can't relax when everything's buttoned down and organized and ordered and set up because the fox wants possibility. The fox wants the opportunity for wonder because wonder and, and the unknown world and the richness of life is more important than accuracy. Often, gorillas and foxes marry. We typically end up, our research has found that it's very observable that often people are in very happy relationships when they're younger, and then those relationships often end for no particular reason that they can remember. And then people end up marrying somebody that's much harder, much more difficult to be in relationship with. And what we observe is that more often than not, for unconscious reasons, people end up marrying their dynamic tension opposite. Sheep marry wolves more often than not, and gorillas marry foxes more often than not. And I, if we had more time, I could explain that. But it points to the big revelation that I'll share with you all now, which is the work I do with my clients on the study groups and coaching programs that this material lends itself to is that upwards of around 90% of the issues people have in their relationships are a direct result of this dynamic tension playing out daily. So what does that, it's a quite a bold statement, isn't it? But what does that bold statement, <laughs> what does that bold statement uh, follow on to? What it follows on to is if you can deeply understand your own value system, your own creed and what drives you, and you can deeply understand the value system and the creed the philosophy of life of the other three survival archetypes, specifically the survival archetype of your dynamic tension opposite, which is more than likely, but not always, but more than likely your long-term committed partner. What this information proposes is that you could reduce the misery and suffering of your relationship, if you have any, by up to around 90%, which is essentially in its entirety because the remaining 10% you just easily navigate. So it's, it's a bold statement, but my clients experience this regularly because what this material does is it clears away clouds of confusion. It 
brings order to chaos. All I ever promise to my clients is, I'm going to help you see more clearly. That's it. The aim of that, hopefully, is then you can navigate your your life and your relationships with more dignity, compassion, and competence. That's what we're aiming for. But that's the only thing that I say that I will help you see more clearly. And I can ask you a question quickly. Would you say that that uh, outcome is achieved if you recall not only your own experience, but everybody else on the group that we we were in together? Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th annual biohacking conference, May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and dry farm wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples, meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come, definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. Friends, you guys know I love wine. Do you love wine? I've done a lot of research on wine and I truly believe there are a myriad of health benefits The longest-lived populations drink wine. The polyphenols have a ton of potential health benefits, activating anti-aging sirtuins, potentially supporting our immunity, maybe even encouraging weight loss. Yep, it's actually not alcohol that makes people gain weight. It's what they eat when they drink. But if you want all of the benefits of wine, the type of wine you're drinking is key. Conventional wine in the U.S. is often full of toxins. We're talking things like pesticides, mold, and additives, dyes, colorizers, artificial flavors. Have you even seen some wine that says vegan? That's because conventional wine isn't even necessarily vegan because of the additives. I am obsessed with a company called Dry Farm Wines. They're not a wine producer, but rather a wine investigator. They go all throughout Europe and they find the wineries practicing organic practices, and then they test those wines to make sure the wines are, wait for it, low alcohol, low sugar, free of toxins, free of mold, and truly supportive of your health. I'm obsessed with Dry Farm Wines. One of the most fun things for me as a wine lover is you get mixed boxes of wine and it introduces you to varietals from all over the world. The wines taste amazing and you can say goodbye to hangovers. If you think you can't drink wine, you've got to try Dry Farm Wines. 
I am obsessed. You can get a bottle for a penny. Yes, a penny. Just go to dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to claim your penny bottle. That's dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon. All right, now back to the show. Hi, friends. Are you all into cleaning up your diet, your environment, and your lifestyle? What is something else you might want to really consider cleaning up? Your skincare and makeup. As it turns out, there are thousands of compounds found in conventional skincare makeup in the U.S., which are full, full, full of toxins. We're talking endocrine disruptors, meaning they mess with your hormones, obesogens, meaning they literally can cause your body to store and gain weight, and even carcinogens linked to cancer. Europe has banned thousands of these compounds from conventional skincare makeup. The U.S. has banned around 10. That means every single day, friends, if you're putting on skincare makeup, you are potentially putting toxins directly into your bloodstream. A recent testing of lipstick, for example, found that up to 70% of lipstick is high in lead. Lead has a half-life of up to 30 years in the body. That means when you put on some conventional lipstick, the lead in that lipstick can land in your bones and 30 years later, maybe half of it is gone. This is a major problem. And ladies, if you are at all thinking of having children in the future, when we give birth, we actually directly detox a lot of these heavy metals through the placenta into the newborn. So not only is your skincare and makeup potentially affecting your health, it's also probably affecting the health of future generations. This is why I adore a company called Beauty Counter. They were founded on a mission to change this. Every single ingredient is extensively tested to be safe for your skin. You can feel good about everything you put on. A ton of their products are EWG verified. One of my favorite products is their brightening mist, and apparently they're going to stop selling that soon. So you might want to stock up on it. I've also recently become obsessed, obsessed. I tell you with the C serum, if you are at all concerned with anti-aging, get the C serum now. Also in the anti-aging world, their counter timeline is incredible. And I just launched a new Facebook group all for clean beauty. It's called safe skincare and clean beauty with Melanie Avalon. It's the place to be for all your questions. I'm doing a lot of giveaways in that group. People are sharing their experiences, doing product reviews. Definitely join me there. If you anticipate making clean beauty a part of your future, I highly, highly recommend becoming a Band of Beauty member. It's sort of like the Amazon Prime for safe skincare. You get 10% back in product credit on all your purchases, free shipping on qualifying orders, and a welcome gift that is worth more than the price of the year-long membership. If you're trying to find your perfect products, you can use my online quiz. That's at melanieavalon.com slash beautycounterquiz. And of course, to shop with me, just go to beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon. And if you use that link, something really special and magical might happen after you place your first order. Also definitely get on my clean beauty email list. That's at melanieavalon.com slash clean beauty. I give away a lot of free things on that list. So definitely check it out. All right, now back to the show. First of all, I want to say how much we are on the same wavelength right now, because that was exactly what I was going to say to what you just said. Because if I had not taken the workshop, everything that you just said, it sounds very grand and it sounds almost too good to be true. But having gone through it myself, 100%. So for myself personally, because with Rory's work, you finally understand, like Rory said, the worlds that people are existing in and why people are relating to each other the way they are. And so I personally, I talked about this throughout the workshop as well. And I say this really hesitantly because I, I don't want to feel like I have rose-colored glasses or that I'm ignoring things happening in my life. But in general, I tend to get along well with people. Like I, I don't, in general, I don't have a lot of relationship 
conflict. I do have it and I have had it and where I've had it and where I anticipate possibly having it are things I worked on the workshop. But in general, I tend to get along well with people. All of that said, taking the workshop, it wasn't even just conflict. Like it opened your eyes about why people do the things they do and I can understand people better. And even in the workshop, so there was one couple, for example, that in the beginning they were, I mean, they were probably... I don't know if they were on the brink of divorce, but it was really not going well between them. And by the end that had resolved because they had, they had understood how they relate to each other and they were able to really work through issues that they just didn't have the understanding, I think, to approach. And that was just one example, but there were other people all throughout the group that had their different relationship things they were working on and things just finally made sense. So I saw it in action. And I have more thoughts, but did you have thoughts about that? Yeah, I think because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this material. I, I'm very clear that this work is about the findings and it's not necessarily about me. I, I don't really want it to be about me. The findings stand alone and they are magnificent. And it's an honor that I get to share them with people. But the findings do something very special. The, the material reduces the baffling mystery. So most people, if they're honest, in your relationships, in your life, if you've had difficult relationships or you're in one right now, or you're having a difficult relationship with an in-law or one of your children, it doesn't matter who they are. But if you're having, if you're baffled by the behavior of someone that you love and care about, this material gets to the very, very heart of that. Often I think about health and how so often we are prescribed a drug for every symptom. I'm interested in the solution to all of the symptoms, as I think anyone who's interested in health is. And not to change the subject, but, but this material gets to the root cause of an enormous amount of the baffling mystery. When you, just, when you spoke about the couple, as I've worked with many couples who start in the struggle the reason why they turn everything around, if it's, if it's meant to, just to be clear, I'm not an advocate of people staying together if it's not their truth. But the people who do want to stay together and they do want their relationship to improve, when they turn things around, it's because they're no longer baffled. That's part of the miracle. If you are baffled by the behavior of someone that you love, this material will answer that in a way that I don't, I've never found in 30 years any other material that does. That's the truth of it. I've been looking for 30 years for the best material on relationships. And I happen to discover this. You could argue that I'm biased, but I don't think I am. Like I've, I just haven't found anything as powerful as this. Speaking to the baffling thing, one of the most incredible things for me personally was once you learn the material, you're able to look back on pretty much every relationship you've had, not just romantic, like friends. It doesn't even have to be that there was conflict, but like you just said, you, you understand why people were doing the things they do. I know, for example, like we talked about the Fox energy and now I'm looking back, I'm like, Oh, I can see which of my friends were Foxes and I can see how maybe they would do things that, I mean, it wasn't quote a big deal, but how they would do things with planning or just way they would act. And, and I never really understood like, why can't they just make a plan? Like, but now it makes sense. So it just, like I said, kind of really opens your eyes I can give my personal experience about my archetype and, and a question that relates to it because so when I first 
was exposed to the work, but hadn't done anything. Basically, Kirk just told me the general overview of it. And I heard about the archetypes and I thought, okay, I'm a sheep just based on how I act in relationships. But I now am pretty sure I am a gorilla. Like that's my, my home self, but I tend to act like a sheep in relationships. So the question there is all of these four archetypes are in all of us, but are we typically one archetype? Can we be different archetypes in different parts of our life? What does that look like? Yeah, this is a part of the fascination of this material. So the findings suggest that in intimate relationships or personal or social relationships, we typically lean into one of them. And that is either a, an accident of birth or the design of birth. Let's not go down that path. So I think we come out with an archetypal leaning. And the study of twins shows this quite clearly. Every year, thousands of sets of twins come together in Twinsville, not necessarily during COVID, of course. But uh, so the study of twins shows that same mother, same DNA, they look the same, but one of them behaves differently from the from nearly from the beginning than the other. One is much more precocious and outgoing and straight into the dark closet to find mum's slipper. The other one's a bit more timid. Can I, can I have some more peas? Oh my God, mum's upset with me. You know, so one twin quite likes it when mum gets upset. The other twin's terrified because they're just wired differently. But what we observe then though is that if there is chaotic, unbalanced behavior in our childhood home by our primary caregivers. And you will know if you're listening, whether you fall into that camp, as I did, that imbalanced behavior drives the survival archetype that is the opposite to it. So for example, if you grew up in a home that was chaotic and disorganized, and sometimes there wasn't food in the fridge, and sometimes you know, people just were not organized. That drives the, the gorilla sovereign organizing energy. Because if I don't organize, I'm, if I don't organize, I'm going to die, says the seven-year-old. Likewise, if you're, if you're raised in a home with a very demanding, tyrannical, helicopter-type parent who gives you no room and you have to do exactly what you're told, this promotes the foxy you, you have to sort of begin to become flexible with the truth. You have to begin to be able to manipulate and, and trick, essentially, the tyrant to give you some space to breathe. So foxy energy is, is triggered by the bossy tyrant demanding energy. If you're raised by a bully who is unfair and in some ways vindictive, then the sheep will show up. The appeasing, placating, peacemaking, worrying about everyone else's emotions, needing to be liked, wanting to make sure that people don't dislike you. Likewise, if you're born in a, in a house where everyone's really timid and everyone's really nice and, and the, the wolfy energy is like, people are going to get hurt if somebody doesn't take charge and bring some warrior energy. So wolfiness shows up in the space of weakness and timidity in the family home. Mostly, however, we lean in one direction in our personal lives. But to go back to your earlier question, we can be a different archetype at work. Some people can go to work and be, you know, very wolfy. They can sell. They can be direct. They can handle conflict. They can, you know, they can tell people what they need to do and they don't need to be liked. And then they go home and they're terrified of their partner and they spend their entire marriage or relationship trying to make sure their partner's happy. That's observable. But mostly... I, I find all the value is who you are at home at the end of the working day 
at the weekend when you're with your family and you're with your loved ones and you're trying to relax, you've taken off your work or business persona, Latin for mask, taken off your work mask and you're just being you. How do you show up? How do you deal with the various stresses of life? Because each survival archetype has a different need for a number of things. First of all, they have a different need for psychological safety. Psychological safety is a phrase well known. Google invested a few million dollars in a research project into effective teams. And they concluded that the number one factor behind successful teams was psychological safety. That people can share ideas, they can work, they can make mistakes, and they don't feel like they're going to be treated unfairly. Each of the four survival archetypes has a different need for psychological safety. Now that alone is a piece of information, just in case you're not paying attention, should blow your mind. That's a big one. As a result, each survival archetype has differences, such as they need different terms of reassurance. If you go up to a wolf and say, if you go to a gorilla like yourself, Melanie, and I said, to you, and, and something was you know, not quite right, and someone came and said, don't worry, Melanie, everything's going to be okay. Instantly irritating for a gorilla. Like, what do you mean everything's? How do you know? That's not based on fact. No, give me a precise reason. Tell me that the package is going to be picked up at 9 a.m. tomorrow and it's going to be home by 10 because I needed it before I leave at 11. That's why I asked you to pick it up today. Don't tell me everything's going to be okay. There's nothing precise about that, said the gorilla, losing their minds. But that's exactly what the fox says because the fox knows deep down everything's going to turn out okay. So each of the four survival archetypes has different stresses. They have different different things trigger and irritate each survival archetype. Therefore, psychological safety, what makes people feel safe and relaxed, is different. Really quick question. So like in that example, because my mind is sort of being blown thinking about this. So like in that example, a gorilla who likes order and planning, like you just mentioned, they feel safe when there's order and planning. But then a fox, a magician type, I mean, that might feel very unsafe to them if there's too much structure and order, you know, like it can have the exact opposite effect, I'm guessing. Exactly. This is the dynamic tension. This is the dynamic tension. This is, and then people get married and they, they often have children and then they're trying to raise children and pay taxes and mortgages and go to work. And life is so stressful. Modern day life with all of our gadgets is actually busier than it's ever been before. And when life gets stressful and people try and navigate the stresses of life, but, but their partner is behaving like, an, like a weirdo, like an alien, like, why are you saying that? And then it's baffling. And it's baffling because, so there's another piece of the puzzle, which I think I missed earlier, but I'll say it now. When I mean creed or belief system or paradigm, what I'm not saying is it's an almost total and absolute view of the world. Most people don't have any idea that there are these four fundamental psychic structures that we call archetypes in the human condition. Most people have no idea what their own is. They're beginning to, if you're listening at home, you're beginning to recognize who you are. And you're probably beginning to recognize who your partner is. But most people don't know this day to day. It's not a household conversation. It's not what people talk about over dinner. The differences between their value systems is not something that is an ordinary, normal conversation. And quite frankly, I very rarely use the word should, but it should be. The implication of this is that smart, well-read, intelligent, introspective, well-meaning people 
are not only utterly baffled, but the worst of them shows up as a result of the confusion. So if you're listening at home, you probably know that there's a way that you behave when you're, you're not at your best. You've probably realized it's when you make the, the biggest mess of your life. You make damage. When you're out of balance, triggered, off-center, out of balance, pick a phrase. You revert to a type. You do the thing that you do. And that's where you make a mess of your life. The power of this work and this material is it reduces the amount of time you spend making a mess of your life. If you could reduce the amount of time you spend out of your center and out of balance making a mess, damaging your interpersonal relationships, potentially not getting that promotion at work, the list is endless, by the way. If you can reduce that by ooh, 90%, well, it's a different life. It really, really is. And essentially, that's, the, that's what this material makes available. To deeply understand these survival archetypes, your own and your partners and your children's and everyone that matters to you, essentially, you begin to find a new language to relate to the people that you care about and love. You cease to be baffled by their behavior. You're like, oh, of course, I said the wrong thing. I'll give you a simple example. In terms of reassurance, well, we just covered it. I'm going to repeat myself. I want someone to say, everything's going to be okay. That reassures my nervous system. I like that. It doesn't work for gorillas. It just doesn't work. So you start finding the language that acts as the bridge between worlds, and it just changes things. It just changes things. I know we opened this conversation talking about how it primarily affects how you're relating to others, but really the foundation, at least in the way I perceived it, is learning in yourself how everything manifests and it's just so spot on like all of the work because for example so like I said I I am definitely as a person a gorilla so I like order I like planning that's all really important to me and growing up and we talked about this throughout the course because you talked about how when you're you're triggered or out of center how it can manifest different ways and the different archetypes so for the gorilla they often become bossy or tyrannical and i i completely growing up used to do that but my mom would always say melanie don't be bossy don't be bossy and then i told the story to you like in in middle school my best friend basically came to me and she was like you're bossy like i can't do this and i think with that messaging and the realization of how the energy, and I didn't know at the time, I didn't have this framework for it, but how that energy would manifest in me, I was like, oh, I cannot, I was like, I have to keep this in check. Like I can't be bossy. And so I've had a really conscious awareness of that since then. And I kind of put all my effort into not being bossy. It just makes sense why, why I was doing that. And I can see how, how things manifest. One of the most fascinating things I learned. I think the most powerful thing for me personally that I learned was you talk about how our home is one of the archetypes, but then we might disown one or some of the other archetypes. That's what I realized for me was that, cause I, I'm like a gorilla, but then I also can be really artsy and I can be foxy. And then, like I said, in relationships, I tend to act like a sheep. And I think it's because it was kind of my reaction. I realized that you can't control other people. So I kind of took on like sheep-like characteristics and dealing with other people. But the wolf energy, the warrior, I realized I had identified the quote negative characteristics of the wolf 
I had ascribed them to all of that. So I saw people who acted like wolves as a negative thing. I think I saw it as maybe selfish for listeners. If you take the course in the workbook and and the charts, you can see all the different traits and how they manifest. And I was going through the traits of the wolf, for example, and I realized it has a lot of potential positives and a lot of potential negatives. But I think I had taken just the concept of the wolf and seen it as a bad thing. And I had consciously disown that part of me. So I know that was a long way of coming to this question, but what do you find with people disowning different potential parts of the archetype and how does that manifest in them? Yeah, this is, this is perfect. So what we've spoken about so far is the four survival archetypes, the dynamic tension and how not understanding this is the source, the origin of the baffling mystery and the subsequent misery essentially of our social lives and the pain of lost love and lost connection with people that we care about, not just intimate relationships, but our children also. That's really the first part of the material. The second part then is, well, okay, Rory, thanks, but how do we overcome this? How do we integrate this material in a way that dramatically improves the quality of our lives? Well, part of the answer is very much which of the four survival archetypes have we disowned the most? Because it, it shows consistently across the board, everyone that does this work has disowned one of them more than the others. And you just shared perfectly that example. I also disowned the wolf energy. It's the area that I am least familiar with. And it has some tremendously important traits. The wolf slash warrior energy is the realm of ambition, and desire, and knowing what you want, and asserting yourself in the world, and being able to get stuff done. The wolf energy is the antidepressant energy. If you suffer from blue days, or duvet days, or struggle to to break out of ruts, and you want to be more effective and productive in your life, I would assert that it's highly likely that you have poor relationship with that warrior energy, whether you know it or not. And part of the power of this work is that it liberates people from depressive states and the inability to get things done and to to start and, and fulfill the projects of your life, no matter how small or large. Wolves have no problem starting and finishing things. No problem at all. They wake up and they know what they, they know what they want. You ask the average sheep what you want, they don't know. You ask the average wolf, the typical answer is, oh, just let me grab my list. I wrote it down again this morning. Like they know what they want. Integrating what we have disowned transforms us. Not in some grandiose way, but in a very real and very practical way. And the way that I do this, because I, for those of you who've not met me before or unfamiliar with my work, I don't deal with woo-woo. I, I'm sure it has its place, but I don't. I am very interested in real, grounded, practical, accessible fundamental information that is not complex, that ordinary, decent, kind people who want to be a source for good in their own lives and the lives of others can access and implement. So I'm not interested in convoluted at all. I'm interested in, I, I, I want, so a member of my team, Nick, he uh, has, a, I think his son is now seven. He explains all of this to his son. His son understands it. That, I think, is a win. I think that's a glorious win. 
that you can explain this to a seven-year-old and they understand it. Not just the survival archetypes, the integration piece, but also the game of life, which is another piece of the puzzle, which is, I think is critical. So I, I like things to be easily implemented and understandable. And whilst you may be listening, thinking, oh, God, this guy's talking about sheep and foxes. Sounds so childish. No, it's not. It's just simple. It just works. I'm not coming up with some grandiose term that makes me sound like an academic because I don't want to sound like an academic. I'm a researcher. And I'm interested in solving problems. And when you, so let's come back to your question again. If you integrate the archetypal energy that you've disowned, it is almost impossible to measure and put into words what a dramatic transformation and impact, positive impact this has on your life. The findings suggest, or my observations suggest, that 90% of the problems of your life are a result of the absence of the archetypal energy you've disowned. It's not an exaggeration. And people might be thinking, how, how can it be that? Well, the absence of a particular archetypal energy, let's just keep using the wolf, for example. Because of the absence of that energy, we then become, typically, people become the worst versions of themselves under pressure, particularly in the sheep realm. We don't ask for what we want. We disconnect. We sulk. We get depressed. Some people become passive-aggressive. The victim mindset, which... To be clear, victimhood has its place. I don't, I'm not anti-victimhood. Victimhood is, is a necessary protection of the soul. But having said that, it would be, we would rather live a life where we don't need victimhood to protect us from the circumstances of our lives. So if we integrate the wolf energy as an example, a whole bunch of experiences that we have fall away and we become way more productive and way more effective and way more, way, much less of an appeasing, placating victim, passive aggressive, sulking, feeling wronged. If you are the kind of person that sometimes feels wronged, or if you still feel wronged by a past relationship, this study group directly deals with these pieces in a way that is indirect, if that makes any sense at all. There's just something extraordinary about beginning the process of integrating what you've disowned because it suddenly makes sense of the challenges of your life. And that's what you were just pointing to, Melanie, in your question. Speaking to that, I love what you said about how, you know, you're not trying to be grandiose with all these big terms. Like it's very practical and very implementable. And just using this example that we're talking about, like with me disowning the wolf, for example, I realized I had seen the assertiveness of the wolf as a negative because it was imposing on other people. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, always be nice and always don't assert yourself on other people. Don't just keep everything, <laughs> keep everything good. But the way that manifested in my life, and you talked about, you know, 90, maybe 90% of our issues being from what we disowned, the thing I struggle with and relating with other people and in my career and my job and everything is I am so concerned with not hurting other people or if something happens where I should be assertive, like I should stick up for myself, it's completely warranted that I speak the truth about the situation. I just wouldn't do that. I would just kind of be like, okay, 
for example, like recently I, and I'm just going to give a practical example so people can see how this manifests. I was having a lot of issues with my apartment. There was a flood and the administration, apartment people, they just they weren't fixing things. And I realized that because you said in the course that the opportunities will present themselves all the time. Like once we realize where the parts that we've disowned or what we need to bring back into our life, opportunities will arise all the time. Very practical opportunities where things happen and you think, oh, this is where I'm disowning a certain part. So like in that example, my apartment, people were just not working with me, my tendency and my inclination is to just be like, okay, that's fine. But embracing the wolf's self, I can say, no, like, this is not okay. You need to fix this. And I can realize that that's completely warranted and that's not making me a bad person. (laughs) It's um, actually going to solve a lot of potential conflict and tension. So yeah, it's ridiculously practical. One of the things that's so remarkable about it is everyone gets something profound. Often, personal development courses or areas of uh, research are given by the person who has created it and they've created it through their survival archetype. So often you might find information that's created by a sheep. The wolves can't listen. It'll work for sheep. <laughs> works for sheep. The sheep are loving, oh, honey, please do this. Please read this book. And they're like, I can't read it. They just look at the front cover. They look at the time. They're like, I can't read that. Well, please watch this video. Please listen to this part. And they can't listen. Then there's material that is, you know, designed by gorillas, you know, and it's like, it's very didactic and organized. And and the foxes, they can't listen. But there's something about this that all, everyone in the room can get it. And they do. Because everyone's, everyone is seen, heard and understood. At the very beginning, the gorillas are like, oh, great. I I feel seen, heard and understood because my, my place in the village matters. And so do the foxes, because I make it very clear that the village doesn't work without all four of these archetypes. You can't have a village that's just gorillas. There's no color, no fun, no joy, no dancing, no music, no art. It's just, dare I say, very Germanic. You know, it's very steel and glass and organized. But you can't have a village that's just magician foxes. No one gets anything done. Everyone's just disorderly. They're all over the place. And the list goes on. So the village requires all four of these archetypes to be present. And of course, the village also includes you as an individual require all four of these archetypes to be at the very least acknowledged within you. The very least to understand, ah, I have these four aspects of the human condition within me. And one of them, as we were just talking about, I've been disowning. And I'm now making the link that the worst experiences of my life, and particularly the repeating, if you're, if you're listening to this and you recognize that there are repeating experiences or repeating issues in your relationships or a repeating theme of your life that doesn't work, it's answered here. And that's another bold statement, but I'm sorry, but it's true. The repeating issues of your life are almost entirely linked to the absence of one of these archetypal energies, the one that you have disowned the most. And the big, to even just beginning the process of recognizing them begins to change you dramatically. As Melanie just said, like when you understand why people behave the way they behave, they cease to be baffling. This alone changes you. When you begin to start 
handling the same circumstances that have always tripped you up before. Maybe it's a raised voice and someone getting cross with you. Maybe it's somebody disconnecting and being weak and timid around you that drives you nuts because you're a wolf. Maybe it's that kind of wishy-washy, vague, ambiguous, foxy, playful energy that drives you nuts because you're a gorilla. You begin to stop being driven nuts. You begin to just go, oh, okay, I get it. They're not so keen on detail. Now I know. And you can start navigating your life better. Hi, friends. Do you want to find out instantly if you're burning carbs or fat? I'm not talking ketones. I'm talking carbs or fat. As it turns out, there's a science called indirect calimetry, and it looks at the ratio of carbon dioxide in your breath to determine what fuel substrate you're actually burning. Now, this was only available in a lab setting until now. There's a company called Lumen who I adore. They have created a handheld breath analyzer that uses that science to instantly tell you if you're burning carbs or fat. Lumen is all about helping you regain metabolic flexibility so that you can burn fat and truly support your health. It's not about being all keto all the time. Lumen makes personalized carb and fat recommendations based on how you respond to the carbs and fat that you're eating. It figures out how you're responding and gently brings you back to a place of metabolic flexibility so that you can easily burn carbs and fat. In fact, my listeners have been finding so much success with Lumen that I started an entire new Facebook group for it. It's called Lumen Lovers, and I would love to see you there. You can learn more about Lumen in the two episodes that I did with the founder. That's at melanieavalon.com slash carbfatburning and melanieavalon.com slash lumen device. And you can get $25 off a device. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash lumen and use the coupon code melanieavalon25. That's melanieavalon.com slash lumen with the coupon code melanieavalon25. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think what really speaks to how accurate this is, is the fact that once you learn the different archetypes and have an understanding, you can pretty much instantly identify at least the people that you know well, pretty easily what they are. Like I, I took it and then I was like, oh, okay. I'm a gorilla. My dad's a gorilla. My mom's a sheep. My brother's a sheep. My sister's a wolf. Like, <laughs> and, and it just is so explanatory of so many things. Question though, this, this also sort of relates to the disowned part a little bit. So the biggest conflict I ever had in a relationship and you know, but I will be more vague about it. And especially after, you know, me saying how I, I really have disowned the wolf part and that the wolf energy I find very distressing in a way. So when I did have a conflict with a wolf, it was very intense. And where does the responsibility lie in these conflicts? And what I mean by that is, okay, so if we understand the types that we are and we understand the types that other people are and we understand how the types interact. So once we have that knowledge, practically, when there is a, what you call a breakdown, where is the responsibility in solving that? If I can use that word, because if you have the knowledge, is that enough? If the other person doesn't have the knowledge, so where's the responsibility in reaching a solution in conflict? I love this question. So what's interesting about responsibility is responsibility changes depending on the perspective. So if you are a third party, impartial observer, you can observe, for example, who has been the most disruptive and the most inappropriate, or who has 
done the triggering incidents. And you can say, this person is responsible for the, for the cascading affect of their originating incident, for example. If you are the person who got triggered by somebody else's response, you can stand there and say, I am responsible for reacting the way I reacted. I'm responsible for tumbling down this slippery slope with this person as a reaction to what they did. If you are the person that did the originating incident and you have enough self-awareness, you can stand there and say, I'm 100% responsible for this. I messed up. I got irritated. I'm sorry. I'm responsible for that and your reaction. So responsibility is, is essentially depending on which view you're looking at any situation through. But to try and answer your question slightly more specifically, I only ever work with the person that's in front of me. And I speak directly to that person and their behavior and their experience, whether they're in a partnership or not. I assert that if you're listening to this, standing in I am responsible is the only place that has any authentic power. Because yes, some people are tremendously difficult. If you've ever had the misfortune, for example, of, of having a relationship with somebody who's got a severe personality disorder, any of the cluster B personality disorders or borderline, for example, these are impossible situations. And the only sensible thing to do is to try and organize your life so that you can leave. Now, okay, that's not a black and white rule. Of course, there are, there are versions of staying with that person is an extraordinary act of love. I get that. Um, so I apologize if I was black and white about it. But for most people, these are untenable, unwinnable situations. If we ignore extremes and just look at hopefully normal, kind, loving, well-meaning people, as I said at the beginning, which are the only people I choose to work with, I would assert that it will transform your life to stand in, I am responsible for my reactions. I am responsible for how I show up. This is my life. It's my mind, my emotions, my thoughts, my reactions. If I am baffled, I am the person being baffled. When you stand in that place and take responsibility, it emboldens you and empowers you in a way that almost nothing else can. And this is particularly important for the gentle folk, the sheep, because the sheep struggle with personal responsibility more than the others, simply because the creed and the philosophy on life of the sheep is a, is a vow essentially of non-violation. So when people do things that they perceive to be a violation, it's very difficult for sheep not to make the link in their mind that that person has done something wrong. Because the creed is a, is a vow of non-violence, essentially, that the sheep does not like or want conflict because underneath it all, the sheep don't like violation because violation damages the soul. And the lover realm, the sheep realm, they, they have the golden chalice. They are the gateway to, to the soul, essentially. The soul doesn't get to really come out in the presence of a lot of left brain thoughts. I'm slightly changing the subject, but I feel like we're supposed to go here, so I'm going to keep going. If you are any interested in, in a spiritual life, in whatever way that you perceive that, whatever way you perceive that to mean, my understanding of that is that our soul, at least the, the deepest, wisest part of us, cannot show up in the presence of thoughts. It's either thoughts or the sense of that deepest part within us. The reason why the lover likes oneness and cares about oneness and no boundaries and dissolving into the great expanse 
it requires no thought. The reason why people particularly like lovemaking and sex is because hopefully there's a moment when you don't have any thoughts. The reason why people love music so much is hopefully you get swept out of your thoughts and your to-do lists and your worries and anxieties about your children and your partner and the mortgage and the rent and the bills. And just for a brief window of time, you're swept up in a light show with lasers and smoke and sound and heat, and you're suddenly just not worrying anymore. Why do people love yoga? Because for that brief window of time, they're just focusing on their breath, meditation, the list goes on. The problem that the gentle folk have is that they end up having lots of thoughts. They are the gateway to bliss and oneness. But because their creed is a non a, a world of peace, the peacemakers, and violation is a sin, for want of a better word, they end up having thoughts of being violated and victimhood and depression and Depression, essentially, is a layer of thought. So if you're one of the gentle folk and you're listening to this, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I can say it any more clearly how vital this work is for you. Because you are the gateway to, to oneness and bliss and, and the exquisiteness that's available inside the human condition when we feel so safe that we can be intimate and vulnerable and drop out of thoughts and experience what's possible internally. And you know this because that is what is more important to you than anything else in the world. But unfortunately, because you've disowned wolf and warrior energy, you run the risk of spending the rest of your life filled with thoughts separated from the golden chalice that what you know deep down is what makes life worth living. I can say exactly the same thing for the foxes. You know that you are the gateway to wonder wonder and these internal experiences that are just so rich from from a photographic exhibition to seeing a painting that takes your breath away to i once walked into notre dame cathedral in paris at, in, at dusk and the, the, the late sun was coming through the stained glass windows and there was a boy voice choir singing at the front and i walked in and there were candles everywhere and i literally it, I nearly dropped to my knees. I was swept away into the extraordinary experience of wonder created by the extraordinary architects, regardless of whether you're religious or not. These, these, the cathedrals around the world are astonishing places. And the foxes know that the richness of wonder and the internal realms is what makes life worth living. But the problem is if you've disowned the sovereign energy within you and the world, and you resist order and resist detail and are unable to just agree some simple things with your partner who's desperately trying to run the house and organize the children. If you can't do that, you are going to encourage what you despise the most, which is bossy tyranny. Because I've not mentioned it before, but the magician and the fox, they are the gatekeepers of freedom. Freedom is the most important thing to the magician and the fox. And when they disown the sovereign energy, they incur and encourage non-freedom-based behavior towards them. The sheep encourage non-gentle behavior towards them, the behavior that they resent the most. The foxes encourage 
non-freedom-based tyranny, bossy behavior because they have disowned the sovereign energy. The guerrillas encourage vague, wishy-washy responses from foxy people who don't talk straight because they have, because the guerrillas have disowned flexibility and flow and being okay with things, changing plans. Okay, the plans have changed. Let's make a new plan. We can go with this. And the wolves, of course, have they struggle often with expressing their emotions and being vulnerable and putting their armor down because weakness is wrong somehow. And what wolves want is they want cooperation and teamwork and they want to be part of a unit and a pack and they want to be together and unified. And of course, what they create is people disconnecting and not being part of the team and the pack and not being strong and they promote weakness. So I'm revealing more pieces of the puzzle. So if you're still listening, really just if you're doing anything else, but listen, I would really strongly encourage you to listen right now. Your survival archetype encourages that which you want the least. The nature of your imbalance, the place that you go under pressure, creates and attracts the very thing that you despise and resent. You, va- you basically create more of what you can't stand, as I just described, if, if you were following along. So therefore, what happens when we understand the survival archetypes and begin to integrate what we've disowned? Well, the very behavior that we can't stand dramatically reduces. Again, just in case you're not paying attention, that should have just blown your mind. Like, for real, this is one of the great secrets of of maturation. One of the great revelations of how to live a workable life the very thing that I feel in every fiber of my being is wrong. I create and attract more of that wrong behavior in my life because when I'm imbalanced, it's by default what shows up in other people. And it's going to continue to show up and torment you until you die. And unfortunately, that is the case for many people. Until you understand what that energy is and you understand what the creed is the philosophy the value system of the energy that you've disowned and begin to integrate it just in very simple practical ways again simple and practical and the energy and the behavior and the the language energy and behavior that torments you and reduces the quality of your life will dramatically reduce it's entirely provable and if you happen to join me on the next study group, it, you'll prove it to yourself. Might have been the first week where we talked about what you were just saying about how we attract, we might perceive it as things that are not good for us or things that are in conflict with us, but it ties into what you were just saying about how, because of the nature of ourselves, how it does attract this either dynamic opposite or the thing in conflict with us. I keep using the word conflict, which I know is is a little bit different, but I, I keep thinking what speaks to this is I think it's easy to see when you think about what you are romantically attracted to, because that's the one situation where you are actively seeking out other people as what you are attracted to as a person compared to like looking for a good friend or looking for a business partner. Like with romantic relationships, you're making sort of like a conscious decision of what you find attractive. And for me, interestingly, I talked about how I feel like I've disowned this wolf part of me. But if I were to describe my quote type, 
it, it pretty much is the wolf type. And I just found that really fascinating because I hadn't really thought about that before. Another question that sort of ties into all of this. So we were just talking about where does the responsibility lie and how do people interact in tension and conflict? You talk about something which is the concept of ownership. And it sort of ties into that because I think with my question of how do you address conflict, like, do you just accept other people? Do you impose yourself on them? How do you solve that? It kind of meanders into the concept of ownership because you talk about how our relationship model today is sort of like an ownership model, which ties into trying to affect or control other people. What's going on with the whole ownership concept? Well, there's two pieces that I can hear from what you just asked. So I'm going to try and let me start with the second one, because I think that'll be briefer. So yes, my research into models of relationship, I think I call it the old model or society's model, essentially is two and a half thousand year old model of Greco-Roman suppression, typically of women's sexuality and the, and the idea of ownership, wives in particular back in the day as, as chattel or property. But I don't want to go down that path too far. So that's the one definition of ownership as we understand it, that the idea of entering someone's life, that they are a sovereign being, that you don't own them, and that to enter someone's life is a astonishing privilege that you have an opportunity to spend time with this person and, and make an effect, positive impact on their life. And I appreciate people in their teens and 20s and perhaps 30s, you know, it might not be the most natural thing because just simply because of immaturity. But the older we get, we hope that we are continuing to gather awareness as we grow from the challenges of our life. And we hope that we're going to continue to mature and evolve until we realize that no matter what our archetypal leaning, to enter someone's life and understand that they're a sovereign being and that you don't own them is, I think it's one of the critical steps in, in the development of the psyche. So that's the first part around ownership. The way I describe ownership in the balance of power and the study group is that I think it's section five is called ownership week five is that once you understand the archetypes and you understand the dynamic tension, you understand how power dynamics arises. So I never set out to create a typology. That was never my intention. I set out to understand why I kept giving my power away and my mentor and I then over the course of thousands of hours of deep and committed research into the into into basically archetypes our own and others the the way it the way power dynamics arise inside this understanding and then also the balance of power diagram i go through that when you get to week five you realize that you have the pot you have the potential to own what has happened to you in your life and particularly the most challenging relationships i don't know anyone that hasn't either had a tremendously disruptive and challenging relationship or hasn't been through periods of particularly challenging in their long-term relationship. There are very few people that haven't been through that. And for those that think they haven't, I'd probably suggest that they're not being fully truthful in their life. That when you can own that is your life and a result, not necessarily of something that you've done consciously or malevolently, but just that it's your life and it's consistent with your experience. Like you are the central character in your life. Nobody else. You. 
some people are on the stage on the stage of your life for the entire of your life, entirety of your life, such as your family. Typically, some people come onto the stage of your life and never leave. Some people just cross the stage of your life. Regardless, you're the central character of your life. And until we can, it comes back to responsibility. Until we can own that this is our life and we are having our experience and much of our experience is directly linked to these survival archetypes that we've been speaking about, then you can own it. And when you own it, layers of guilt shame and anxiety and worry and victimhood can just literally dissolve not some like some kind of magic trick but it's all explainable until we have a new relationship to the challenges of our life the challenges can create our experience so a woman who wrote a book called how emotions are made i can't quite think of it. it's not lisa is it lisa feldman barrett Lisa Feldman Barrett. So the vast majority of our emotions are a direct result of our thoughts, typically our implicit beliefs and values. People think our emotions are involuntary. You can argue that they are, but what is voluntary, if you commit to the work, is organizing and upgrading your beliefs and your values throughout the course of your life in such a way that they trigger far less of the of the unpleasant emotions when you understand this you understand that if you're able to to take ownership of your experience of your life and to have a relationship context for your the challenges of your life which is much easier to do when you understand these fundamental archetypal energies within you and all people well it makes sense then logically that Vast amounts of guilt and shame and victimhood and worry and confusion can just just dissolve. And it's not an overstatement to say that often people skip into or onto calls now. We're online now because of COVID, but people show up on calls um, on weeks four, five, and six beaming, just beaming and radiating the what shows up in our being when the when we have the absence of these heavy layers of thought that are invisible to us. I, I'm going to quote um, one of the members of the study group that I'm on right now. He shared with me that he has been impacted for 10 years by major confusion and distress with his uh, long-term partner. And he's been looking in a number of different places for the answers as to why he experiences this distress and confusion and suffering. And it's he basically has dissolved it all. He, he understands everything that's happened now through the lens of the survival archetypes and the power dynamics that arise from these archetypes. So if I haven't made it clear, the business, the name that I use for all of my work at the moment is relational power dynamics. So relational power dynamics arise, they originate from the survival archetypes. So if you've ever felt like you're in a, in a dynamic that is unpleasant, that is a direct result of the survival archetypes and not understanding them. And this is what leads to the long-term misery and suffering in long-term relationships is when dynamics form and solidify and become the normal day-to-day experience. And they cannot be resolved without a better understanding. Technically, they can. So let's not speak in absolutes. If you want to resolve them, probably the best way is is by understanding these survival archetypes because it begins to dissolve the, the structure of the power dynamic 
in a way that's beneficial for everyone, obviously. So just to finish then, ownership is in two parts, but the part that matters to me the most right now is that once you understand all of this, you're able to release the layers of negative emotions from your, from your life and your relationships. If you're single, for example, and you're hoping to meet somebody and have a new relationship, I strongly advise understanding this material and the impact it has, particularly on releasing the past. And again, it's not so much digging into the past. It's just understanding today what happened. And you're far more likely to meet and connect with a more balanced person as a result. We, I think, naturally attract and are attracted to people that have a similar level of imbalance available in them as you have in you. So if you, for example, let's just use a, a number scale from one to 10. If you're a sheep and under enough pressure, you can go to like a six or seven out of balance. You're going to attract someone, typically a wolf, who can also go to six or seven. That's not pleasant, by the way, level six and seven. It's not pleasant. It doesn't work and it's not maintainable long term. If you become somebody that's like maybe a three is as far as I'm able and willing to go, you're far more likely to attract and maintain the behavior of somebody that's only going to be a three. You're therefore much more likely to maintain a long-term relationship that's respectful. What people want is their partner to behave a certain way. What people don't realize is the degree to which you can go out of balance is the degree to which your partner will misbehave or behave in a way that you don't like. Does this make sense? So simply, if a gorilla goes level six or seven, then what's going to show up is a level six or seven fox, infuriating them and driving them absolutely bonkers. But if they a level three and they were, no, I'm not going, I, I can be flexible. I can be flexible now. Okay, the plans have changed. They're not going to drive the imbalanced behavior of their partner. Likewise, if you're a sheep and you so desperately need, you know, connection, but if you overcome that and you have a better understanding of the warrior energy and you're beginning to be able to speak up, say, okay, I, I get it, you're frustrated. How can I help? That wolf is not going to go to a level six. They're going to come back to two or one. Just your ability to speak up and be interested in why someone's frustrated will change the quality of your life almost like nothing else. No, nothing else I know will improve the quality of your life than becoming less imbalanced in your own being. And it will dramatically improve the behavior of the people that you love. And what's the miracle of it is nobody else has to change but you. When you become less imbalanced through this understanding, again, like we're, we're talking, we're having a technical conversation. So I just want to remind everyone that I don't live in a textbook. It's just something about knowing this. You got, I mean, I was in the pub last night having drinks with a friend and a couple of other friends having an absolutely hilarious time bantering away, loving life. It's not about being in a textbook, but sometimes you have to take your car into the garage, lift up the hood and get a bit oily to make the car, the performance of the car improved. And then you get back on the open road and you carry on your life. That's what's possible. I've been fascinated by relationships for 30, nearly 34 years now. I found nothing, nothing more potent and powerful than this material. I haven't. It's the truth. There are some very good researchers out there 
very impressive people that have some really interesting concepts, but concepts alone are not enough. And I found nothing in 30, nearly 34 years that directly improves the quality of your life and your relationships in this material. That's kind of the headline, I suppose. Hi, friends. I am so excited to tell you about something that I am obsessed with that can revolutionize your health, help with stress levels, support longevity, and really help you when you go out and are having a bit of wine or drinks or all the things. And I'm going to tell you how to get $100 off. So I've been talking about the role of NAD in our health for so long. NAD stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. It is a coenzyme that is involved in so many processes in our body, including energy production and DNA repair. And it is depleted by things like stress, aging, lack of sleep, alcohol, and of course, too much partying. In fact, a lot of researchers believe that declining NAD levels is one of the key factors in aging. That's why I have been really interested in boosting and supporting NAD levels. And I have tried all the things. You can take precursors to NAD called NR and NMN. I still take NMN. However, I am much more alert by directly giving your body NAD. And historically, the most common way to do that that is accessible to people was through NAD IVs and NAD shots. I actually never did an NAD IV for a few reasons. One, they are extraordinarily expensive. Two, I've been doing the shots, which I liked because they were easy to do. That said, they always made me feel a little bit unwell right afterwards. And I've heard that the IV makes a lot of people feel unwell. So if the shots were making me feel unwell and that was going into the muscle first as like a barrier, I can't even imagine what putting it straight into my bloodstream would have done. Plus with the IVs, you have to sit there for potentially hours. So basically IVs were a no-go for me. So like I said, I was doing the shots, but I was like, I wish there was an easier way to do this. Then a company called Ion Layer reached out to me. Oh my goodness, friends. I am so obsessed. So they make transdermal NAD patches and they have studies showing that these patches actually boost your NAD levels. And what's so amazing is you put on a patch. It's super easy to put on. I have a video on my Instagram about how you do it. You basically get this patch thing with like a negative side and a positive side. You put saline on one side, you mix up the NAD with some sterile water and the NAD that they give you on the other side. Then you stick it to your arm or wherever you want to put it. You put a super cool black patch over it, kind of like how you put the patches over CGMs. And then what's amazing is there are no side effects. You don't feel unwell from it and it lasts for 14 hours and it's so easy. You can do it at home and then you can really decide when you want to do it. So with the shots, I was doing them once a week and I was trying to do them before going out with this patch. Now I put on the patch before going out and it makes me feel so good. It really helps the next day from any alcohol recovery that you may need. And they look pretty awesome with my outfits. Not going to lie. I am obsessed with these patches. I just want everybody to know about them and they are so much more affordable than the shots or the IVs. If you want to boost your NAD levels, support anti-aging, help with your stress, help with lack of sleep, and or optimize your partying. You need these patches, friends. And I'm so excited because working with the company has been amazing and they are giving you guys $100 off, which is incredible. So to get that discount, just go to melanieavalon.com slash ion layer. That's I-O-N-L-A-Y-E-R and use the coupon code melanieavalon to get $100 off your first 
disorder. I cannot recommend these enough. I'm gonna use them for the unforeseeable future, probably for the rest of my life. It's literally just become part of my arsenal now. Like when I'm getting ready to go out, usually once a week, put on my NAD patch. And even if I don't go out that week, I still like to do one once weekly. Oh, P.S. They're also amazing for traveling. You guys know I'm not a big traveler. I've been doing more traveling recently and I wear these on the plane there and back. Game changer. Although it's really fun at TSA, especially because I already opt out and don't go through the scanner thing. So they already are suspicious. And then they're like, what's that on your arm? And I'm like, it's NAD. And then they're like, what's that? And then I'm like, it's a coenzyme in your body that's involved in a lot of metabolic processes and energy production and DNA repair. And then they just look at me really weird, but it's fine. It's totally fine. So again, that's melanieavalon.com slash ion layer to get $100 off your ion layer kit. It comes with six patches, totally the way to go for boosting NAD levels. And I cannot recommend it enough. melanieavalon.com slash ion layer with the coupon code melanieavalon for $100 off. Hi friends. Okay. So I'm a little bit embarrassed because I've been talking for so long about red light and near infrared therapy, which is so, so important. However, I kind of left out something really important about light. So as you guys know, I've been talking about red light and near infrared for so long. And at the same time during the day, I was using a bright, sad light. So it's those white lights that help with waking you up, help with your circadian rhythm. They're used to combat mood issues and depression. So I have a really bright white one of those at my desk. A few things about that. I knew it helped wake me up and kept me stimulated, but I wasn't sure if it had any detrimental effects using it. And then two, I was also wondering if by just focusing on red and near-infrared light, was I somehow missing something in the full spectrum of light? Guess what? I was. And guess what? I found the solution. And guess what? I have a discount for you guys. So the founder of a company called Soulshine reached out to me and he was like, do you know about the importance of full spectrum light? And I was like, you know what? I've been wondering about this for quite a while. Please educate me. Oh my goodness. This man blew my mind. I talk a lot about the problems of blue light. That said, we evolved in natural full spectrum sunlight that our genes are programmed to respond to. And today we do not spend enough time in that light. A lot of us don't go outside and we're overexposed to blue light. It's a problem. And then to make things even more problematic, the common sad lights that I was talking about that are bright white, they actually do not contain the full spectrum light. They filter out certain wavelengths and they're high in blue light. So just like I thought, it was not doing my health many services. There is only one company I have found, or I guess that found me, that makes a full spectrum white light device. So the Soul Light Systems include the fullest spectrum of visible and invisible near-infrared light with traces of UV light. Yep, that's right, because you need all of that as well. Don't worry, it's not an exuberant amount that's going to cause a problem. It's just a tiny little dose that your body actually needs. You can use these lights to fix your circadian rhythm and properly stimulate your brain's suprachiasmatic nucleus or SCN in a way that it was supposed to be stimulated. It's kind of like the natural spectral diet because yes, you may be suffering from malillumination. Did you know that your entire bloodstream actually filters through your eyes in a relatively short amount of time. That's the only way your blood is exposed to the outside world. So when we expose our eyes to this light, it actually can have beneficial effects on our blood. That is crazy. It helps with skin, with mood. This is the light that I wasn't thinking about that we need. I love Soulshine's light therapy devices. I do use it in combination with my red and near-infrared light devices as well so that I can fully bathe my body in the best light that is so helpful 
for my sleep, for my stress, for my metabolism, for my immunity, for my health, so many things. They have so many different device options. They have one that I love that kind of looks like a Juve and I sit it on my desk and it has options for the full spectrum light, which is that bright white light, as well as an ear infrared option. So what I do is I do a session of the full spectrum light in the morning and then I run the near infrared to help counteract the negative blue light around me. They also have stands with bulbs that you can get. I've been using some of those on my plants. I am just so grateful that Ken at Soulshine found me because I was missing out on such a key aspect of light and I had no idea. And you can get 10% off at melanieavalon.com slash soulshine. That's S-O-L-S-H-I-N-E with the code Melanie Avalon. So melanieavalon.com slash soulshine, S-O-L-S-H-I-N-E with the code Melanie Avalon for 10% off. It's really helped my mood, my energy, my sleep, so many things. I think you guys will love it. So again, go to melanieavalon.com slash soulshine, S-O-L-S-H-I-N-E and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to get 10% off site-wide. And we'll put all this information in the show notes. Hi friends. One of the most valuable things that I do every single night of my life is my infrared sauna session. The brand that I use is Sunlighten. I did a lot of research on infrared saunas before deciding on them. Their saunas are so high quality. They're low EMF. And what I really love is they have a solo unit. That's what I have. And it's really great if you live in a small apartment, might be moving. It's just really an amazing investment and they have incredible deals and offers on it right now. You can actually get up to $200 off with the code Melanie Avalon, or if you're talking to a rep, just tell them that I sent you. And like I said, that will be up to $200 off and that will also get you $99 shipping. Normally the shipping is like $600. So that's a really, really big deal. And if you do purchase a sauna, forward your proof of purchase to podcast at melanieavalon.com. And I will also send you a signed copy of my book, What, When, Why. If you'd like to learn more about the science of sauna, two resources. I interviewed the founder of Sunlighten, Connie Zach. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then I also recently did an epic blog post all about the science of sauna. We'll also put that in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. But I took the course and it's nearer towards the end of the course when the concept that I'm about to talk about came up. But when this came up and I'm about to, I'm about to say it, <laughs> It was the moment where I just thought, I mean, I was already completely sold. Like everything was making sense. I was understanding other people's, how they are, the different archetypes, how they relate. I felt like my eyes were being opened. But then we got to a chapter where we talked about the core wound of the individual archetypes. And it just hit me so spot on. Like it so perfectly explained for me personally and my archetype as the gorilla what I feel like I experience as the one thing in my life and in the world that needs to be addressed and needs to be fixed. And to me, it just seems obvious because I'm experiencing it as a gorilla. I would think before this work, I would think everybody would be concerned with this, but there's actually a different quote core wound for each of the archetypes. So I was wondering if you could talk briefly about it because it just, I remember I had that, that section and then I was just blown away. It was a mind blown moment. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to talk a little bit about it without giving away too much. That's my, my temptation is I start telling everybody all the answers. Let me try not to give away the answers because that actually feels like the, the most appropriate thing. I'll speak generally about it. Each of the 
survival archetypes has a core wound that it sort of is, it drives their behavior. Maybe we could say just what the gorilla is since I said it was me. Okay, sure. So the, the core wound of the gorilla is imperfection. And it's like every time I, when I work with gorillas and they get to this point and it's, it's exactly like you just said, it's like, oh, I'm so busted. <laughs> it's like the gorillas desperately seek for things to be perfect. They want the plans to be perfect. They want the dinner party to be perfect. They want the travel plans to be organized. They don't want breakdowns as in missing the train, forgetting your passport, not knowing what the hotel is and your phone's run out of battery and you're standing at the taxi. Like every imagination you can have about being organized and detailed and precise, the gorilla is desperately trying not to reveal that deep down they know they're imperfect. The other archetypes don't have this problem, not nearly as much. Imperfection, not nearly as much. Uh, Yeah, with that one, you know, you you sort of, I'll give you a simple example of some of the work we do in the coaching program. So part of what we do in the coaching program is is integrating the energy that we've disowned. and 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 I have a series of exercises that help each of the four survival archetypes process the, the primary triggers. So I doing this exercise with a gorilla the other day and she got on the phone and she said to her, um, the exercise essentially is you, you find a, an example where you're easily triggered and, and you, you tune into the energy that you've disowned. And then you state the, you state a, a statement a number of times, maybe 10, 12 times until your nervous system relaxes. So I get on the phone with this girl and she's like, I'm so sorry. It was, she was on a different time zone. I, I thought it was in an hour and now I'm, and now I'm, I'm not ready and I've messed up. And she said, I find this so stressful. And I said, it sounds like you've done all the preparation you need. And she howled with laughter. And then we began the exercise and there's some, there's some statements she said at the beginning. And then I said, okay. So we agreed the sentence was, hey, I just want you to know I messed up. Well, this particular girl was very uncomfortable, sweating breathing like okay here we go we go again so by the end she's more comfortable i had another gorilla that i did the exercise with what she had to say her statement that she created was sweetheart i want you to know you were right and i was wrong she finds it's very difficult to say that she was wrong and her partner was right so she practiced this over and over and over again until her nervous system became okay with hey you were right i was wrong because that's flexibility. So gorillas typically do not like coming across as imperfect, that they've messed up, made mistakes, that they were wrong, that they did something wrong. And in, and what's so fascinating is that all of the, the other three survival archetypes have their own core wound, the fox, the sheep, and the gorilla, and the wolf. And it, and it ex- helps explain what, why it drives their behavior. Me saying that to myself, I'm very uncomfortable with. So me saying like, I, I messed up or I'm wrong about something I did is very, very uncomfortable to me. And, and each of the survival archetypes has their own and it explains huge amounts about their values, their behavior, their reactivity. And part of what happens when we begin to integrate the archetypal energy that we've disowned the most is that that driving unconscious hidden driving energy that drives us in an imbalanced way calms down 
it just calms down. Another way of saying it is this. These archetypal energies are at play all the time in everyone. They are the the originating source of power dynamics in your life and in your relationship. The degree to which you go out of balance is directly linked to the degree to which you've disowned one of the other archetypal energies. The degree to which you go out of balance is the degree to which your life doesn't work. It's where you make a mess of your life and your relationships. We are involuntarily influenced by these absent or dominant energies in a way that is invisible to us. Most people have absolutely no idea that they're being influenced by these energies and how they shape our lives. Once you become aware of them, it's not like you might think if I, you know, if we did this, then you'd have more thoughts. Well, only the same as if you took your car into the garage for a couple of days and you got a bit oily, then you just clean up and you carry on with your drive. But your car runs smoother. There's less rattling, less bumping. The the heating works, the air conditioning works, and everything's just improved. The thing about this material is it, it produces less thoughts. You have to have a few thoughts in the process to understand everything. But on the other side, you just have less thoughts. Because the majority of our thoughts are triggered by being triggered. There are transient thoughts or light thoughts, such as, do I want a cup of tea? But the answer is yes. And what times I go to bed and, you know, just random stuff. But the heavier thoughts, the thoughts that suppress us and limit our pleasure and joy and intimacy and fulfillment in life, the heavier thoughts are directly as a result of being triggered, whether it's thoughts of becoming self-conscious, thoughts of grandiosity, thoughts of frustration, irritation, thoughts of victimhood, thoughts of anxiety. So the gorillas suffer from anxiety because they feel like if things don't work properly, everyone's going to die. It's not a real death, of course. It's a metaphorical death. The wolves have anxiety because when people are weak around them and timid and incompetent, they feel like that everyone's going to die. Again, it's a metaphorical death. The Vikings will come in through the open gate because some idiot, weak person not paying attention left the gate open. The sheep think that they have heavy thoughts based around victimhood and oppression and feeling violated and feeling wronged because they have a poor relationship to anger, their own and others. And there's so much that I'm not saying about this material that we can't cover in the time that we have together. But I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, that that you've heard enough to know that if you're searching for answers in any area of your life, if you're searching for to reduce the baffling confusion, if there's anyone in your life that you really care about, but you're baffled by their behavior and it's impacting you, if there's any aspect of this that you're aware of relates to you from victimhood to irritation to imperfection, any aspect of what we've spoken about, it would be remiss of me not to tell you that there are answers here that will greatly benefit you. I mean, that's why we're having this call, right? You are are into biohacking. For me, I've never really thought about how do you hack relationships? I've never really thought about that. But I've said that I've, and and I'm unapologetic about it, I've not found anything in 34 years that comes close to how powerful this is at just clearing away the clouds of confusion. If that isn't hacking relationships, I don't know what is. So I think that's why you invited me, right? Exactly. I was just thinking about that concept because 
like the whole biohacking concept can be sort of nebulous and what is it? And in general, the episodes on this show do revolve around physical health or oftentimes mindset. It's usually, you know, tips and tricks and tools to optimize your environment and your lifestyle that best supports that, that physical health, that mindset. And when it comes to relationships, that's what this is. I mean, having taken the course, friends, listeners, from the bottom of my heart, this is the, we've used the term language, but the language, the the knowledge, the skills that you arguably need to actually understand relationships so that they can work in the most beautiful way possible for you and for everybody that you relate with. So I I cannot thank you enough for your work, Rory. It's absolutely incredible. Like I said, I have been telling everybody about it in my immediate life, but now I'm just absolutely thrilled that we get to tell my audience at large about it. And listeners, so Rory is actually, this is so incredible, so exciting. So like we said, his audience is international, but Rory is going to be doing a US-specific workshop for my audience. You guys are mostly, a lot of you are in the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., that's still fine. But basically the time, the timing of the workshop, because it is an online with their meetings and their groups that you do. So the timing is going to work well for people in the U.S. (laughs) So that's going to start. I'm so excited. That's going to start March the 9th. So the next study group starts on March the 9th, and it's going to be my first U.S. time zone specific. So I've had lots of clients from America, but they've been dialing in sort of in the middle of the day for European times. But I'm going to do one that I think is going to be probably 8 p.m. EST and 5 p.m. West Coast time. And it starts on March the 9th. So I quickly just share with everyone what the elements are, just so that people know. It's a 10-week, the study group is most effective over 10 weeks, and there's a call at the beginning and a call at the end. So there are 11 group calls. The group calls are an hour long, and then I stay on for another hour of Q&A. So you can put in two hours in your diary if you want. And the time zones are going to change in April, but I'm going to make sure that the times stay the same in America every week for the whole process. The three elements are, the first is watching the footage with the workbook. There are nine weeks of footage, and then the last week there's no footage. We just get complete. But you watch the footage with your workbook, part one. Part two, you'll be assigned into a smaller study group, which I call a pod. And in that pod, depending on how many different types of survival archetypes, but hopefully at least one person from the other three survival archetypes than yours will be on the pod. And you'll have a weekly call with that group where you share your answers to the exercises in the workbook. And in that, that's where the magic happens because you get to listen to the other archetypes in their own words on a Zoom call, look you in the eye and explain their values to you. And it's, it's a revelation because you realize these people are like aliens. They, they deal with life completely differently to you. Uh, so the second part is the pod calls and the third part is the group calls, which I just mentioned. They're on Tuesdays. They'll be on Tuesday evenings in America. They're, like I said, one slash two hours. Put two hours in your diary. And those are recorded and they're put up on the portal so that if you miss the call, you'll be able to watch and listen to the call. So footage with your workbook, the pod call, and the group call. And we do that over 10 weeks. 
and people become really close friends with the people on their pods. Everybody is supporting each other. The great thing about this material is it's a great leveler. Nobody gets to be more impressive than anybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. There are things that you simply don't know about the other archetypes. So everybody essentially commits to supporting each other and seeing more clearly. And it's a, it's a beautiful meritocracy in that sense. Like everybody supports each other. And the group calls are fabulous because we just bring it all together. The workshop, the footage is based on the workshop I led in London back in November 2019. And it's been edited for this purpose and it's just highly effective. Well, I mean, you've been through it, so you know what the process is like. The process works. That's the point. Almost nobody drops out. Almost nobody misses a call. It's highly engaging, utterly fascinating. It triggers curiosity and it triggers an inquiry that is just a glorious conversation. And by the end, people are popping and having realizations and revelations that will improve the quality of their lives forever. So that's the game I'm playing is, again, it's just to help people see more clearly. I just got really excited because I hadn't thought about this before, but you know, you were saying at the beginning that the type of people you want to work with are, you know, the kind people, the loving kind people who have the best of intentions and are just, yeah, just decent people. And that the reason I got really excited was, so I'm speaking to my audience right now and worry my audience, they're just the best. And like, I have my Facebook group, I have biohackers and a lot of you guys are in that. And it's just the most wonderful people. And it comes up all the time in our group about how we often say there, there actually is little drama, at least in how people treat each other. And so I'm just really excited, depending on how many people sign up for the workshop, it might be, you know, you, you guys, I feel like you already know each other in a way. So it could be really, really wonderful. And I am so excited, so grateful. So Rory is actually giving you guys 20% off the course, which is absolutely incredible. I cannot thank you enough for that. And for all of that, you will go to melanieavalon.com slash balance of power. That's how you can register for the course. The coupon code melanieavalon will get you 20% off. You can pay it in three installments if you like, but Rory, did you want to talk about the, the refund policy? Yeah, sure. So let me just say a couple of quick things. So firstly, yeah, you can pay over three months. It's exactly the same price as if you want to pay in one payment. I, I'm not very keen on that whole, it costs you more if you pay over three months. No, the price is the price. You're very welcome to pay over three months. In addition, if at any point you don't like me, you don't like the material, you don't think it's for you, you can just let us know and we will give you a full refund. If you don't get value, I don't want to keep your money. That's one of the uh, pieces of integrity that I feel that I have because I feel so honored to have discovered this material. So if you are interested and you want to sign up, then sign up. Come and find out if this is for you. If it's not, it won't cost you a penny. Uh, that's just how I operate. That's how I've operated since the beginning. Yeah, I, everything is done with the, the highest levels of respect that we can muster as a, in myself and as a group. My aim is to do the work with the people who are ready and willing to do the work. So if, you, if that is you, if you've realized listening to this podcast that there are answers that are missing for you, pieces of the puzzle that are missing, and you have a sense that they may exist in this material, then please come and join us on March the 9th and find out if this is for you. I'm almost certain that it is. I cannot recommend it enough. I did want to say, 
we haven't ironed out the specific details about this, but I'm assuming for those. So if you're listening to this episode and March the 9th has already passed, I will make that link go to most likely a landing page that will give information about like your future workshops. I want people to know that you're always going to be having, I don't know the future, but (laughs) you intend to have these workshops. I'm going to have US specific study groups ongoingly, probably every three months because the the demand is growing quite rapidly because the word is getting out that there is real valuable life-changing information here. This is not a, I'm not going to say the not. No, this is the real information, you know. I agree. And, you know, I think I think the truth is there are a lot of people who are, let's just be positive and say, doing their best. I'm saying quite simply that I've been researching this essentially for 34 years and I've not found anything more powerful than this and I present it to the best of my abilities and it works. So I, I couldn't do this if it didn't work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how, people, how some people look themselves in the mirror. This is by far the most powerful and impactful material on relationships I've ever discovered. And my clients feel the same way. So I do. I feel the same way. And if you don't like it, I'll give you all your money back. Like literally just send me an email saying, sorry, this isn't for me. And you guys have me. You have me. You have you have Melanie. I'm just thinking about how, because I often talk about things that I love and I think people find comfort in knowing that I have their back for everything that I stand behind. So Yes. It's wonderful that you've been through the study group. It's wonderful that we're having this conversation and, and you know, cause I can feel the excitement. It's like, just imagine, you know, having a, having a call with a bunch of the, of your tribe who've been through this and being like, right, we're going to have a post study group call. Let's talk about it. <laughs> For listeners who sign up and go through the group, We'll have to organize it in the Facebook group or something, but I want to talk to you guys and hear your experience. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. Let's have a, let's share your breakthroughs. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel free to talk about what you learn in our group as well. And it's just amazing. Yeah. Like one of the highlights of my life is like, I mean, I just got a message this morning from one of the participants of, of, of the study group. It's just like, it's the best feeling in the world when people just involuntarily, you know, just voluntarily share, like this has changed everything. Like everything's improving everything. My marriage, my relationship with my children, my relationship with my boss, like it sets me up for a good day. You know, it makes it all worthwhile because it's a huge amount of work in the end of the day to, to, to do all of this. But when, when good people, when good people have that, have those breakthroughs. It just makes it all worthwhile, you know? 100%. So again, listeners, the link is melanieavalon.com slash balance of power. The coupon code melanieavalon gets you 20% off. And that brings me to the last question that I ask every single guest on this show. And it's just because I realized, or I continue to realize more and more each and every day, how important our mindset is surrounding everything. So what is something that you're grateful for? Well, it should be no surprise to you that I feel incredibly grateful that I have discovered this material and incredibly blessed that I get to dedicate my life to sharing it with people and the difference that it makes in people's lives, particularly the lives of their children. That, for those of you that don't know me, that's probably my number one driving motivation. Um, what else am I grateful for? Let's add something else. I mean, I like what you said. 
yeah, maybe that's it. Like, I'm obviously incredibly grateful for the people that I care about and who care about me. But I think what I just said is it. Like, that's what I'm grateful for. Like, that this material exists and that I get to share it. It's like, wow. I feel like, I say this sometimes, I feel like the kid on Christmas morning every day that comes downstairs and finds unopened gifts under the Christmas tree because the material is just an, is endlessly fascinating. It's just so rich. And it, thank you for asking me that question. I'm so grateful for the work you're doing. I'm, I'm so grateful I was introduced to it, that I did the course. Now that I can share it with everybody and I just cannot thank you enough for what you're doing. And I'm so excited for, for the future of everything. And hopefully we can bring you back on again in the future for a, a part two episode. I'd be honored. Yeah. Maybe we can have a part two at the end of the March 9th study group sometime later in the year. Yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be wonderful. Melanie Avenon. You're doing wonderful work. Thank you for your contribution to your listeners and the world too. Thank you, Rory Kilmartin. <laughs> I'm so happy. Well, I will talk to you in the very near future and have a wonderful rest of your day. It's the beginning of the day for you. It's the evening for me. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, everyone. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What When Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at MelanieAvalon.com. And always remember, you got this.